a hearing to appreciate this particular message, I'd ask that you would read Jeremiah chapter 28 and the entirety of 29 to gain a greater appreciation of today's message. But for the time that is ours, we will lift Jeremiah 29 verses 1 through 10. This is the text of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders among the exiles and to the priests, the prophets, and all the other people Nebuchadnezzar had carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This was after King Jehoiakim and the queen mother, the court officials and leaders of Judah and Jerusalem, the skilled workers and artisans had gone into exile from Jerusalem. He entrusted the letter to Eliash, son of Shaphan, and to Gamariah, son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, the king of Judah, sent to King Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. It said, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there, do not decrease. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. This is what the Lord says when 70 years are completed for Babylon. I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. Amen. Watch chapel. I want to preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help from the topic, Blessed in Babylon. Blessed in Babylon. Help me preach this. Holy Spirit, thank you today for this day, this opportunity to preach. Holy Spirit, bless me, your servant. Use me to be a blessing to your people. May those of us who are living in Babylon circumstances believe in your ability to bless regardless of location, time, space, or circumstance. Your words, my mouth. In Jesus' name, amen. Blessed in Babylon. Among many things, 
The Bible highlights significant people, significant principles, and significant places. If you've spent time reading, meditating, studying, perusing the Word of God, then you can declare beyond the shadow of a doubt that God, through His Word, highlights people who are significant, principles that are significant, and places that are significant. Abraham, Sarah, Mary, Paul, and Jesus are among the significant people that the Bible highlights. Faith, hope, forgiveness, grace, and love are among the significant concepts and principles that the Bible highlights. Nazareth, Jerusalem, Calvary, Rome, and Babylon are among the significant places that the Bible highlights. According to this Old Testament text, the people of God are residents of that significant Old Testament city called Babylon. People of God who have made their way from Judah are not in Babylon on a spiritual pilgrimage. They are not in Babylon on Girls Trip 2020 or Mancation 2020. They are in Babylon not because of a missions trip to help those who are less fortunate, nor are they in Babylon on a evangelical or evangelistic expedition. But they are residents of Babylon, Watch Chapel, because of the chastisement of Almighty God. God has allowed his people to experience the unceremonious, unpleasant, unfavorable experience to become prisoners of war to Nebuchadnezzar, the leader of Babylon, who has taken the best, the beloved, and the brightest of Jerusalem and made them prisoners of war in this God-forsaken place known as Babylon. Israel, or rather Judah, had turned their back on God so much that God had to do something to arrest the attention of Israel, of Judah. Consequently, God arrests their attention by allowing them to be defeated by an enemy they would ordinarily have been victorious over. Consequently, for 70 long years, the people of God are not in Jerusalem, the Holy Land, but residents of Babylon. Babylon, for those of us who know Old Testament history, 
is unpleasant, unceremonious, unfavorable, and unenviable. Yet, as Jeremiah speaks to the people of God in this letter, God is going to bless his people while they are living in Babylon. According to this text, God tells the people of God to buy houses, plant trees, marry, procreate, talk to me somebody, pray and prosper in Babylon. In other words, regardless of their location, God wants his people to believe that they can be blessed even in Babylon. And right now, we are in October 2020. Since the second weekend in March, many of us have felt like we have been in a Babylonian experience. We have not been able to encounter and experience our regular routine. We've not been able to see friends and family. Our entire existence has been turned upside down. The proverbial apple cart has been right side up. We feel like we are in a Babylon exile experience. Yet despite this unfavorable, unfortunate, unenviable difficult, challenging circumstance, God has sent me on behalf of Jeremiah the preacher to tell us that despite going through a Babylon-like experience, we can be blessed in Babylon. Uh, too many of us, can I preach this watch chapel, believe that God can only bless when circumstances are favorable. If God could only bless in the sunshine, then God would not be God. If God could only bless when things are going well, then God wouldn't be God. God is omniscient. God is omnipresent. God is omnipotent. Let me go old school. God is able. And God is able to bless whether you're in Jerusalem or whether we are in Babylon. Whether we had a PWI or HBCU, God is still able. Whether you in Chicken Switch, Arkansas or the 919, God is still able. Whether you are in the burbs or the city, God is still able. Our location, our time or space does not determine the ability of Almighty God. God can bless wherever we are. You can be in the 919 or the 910 and God can still bless. You can be in Manhattan, Kansas or Shaker Heights, Ohio and God still bless. You can be in the District of Columbia or the 513 and God can still bless. You can be in Jerusalem in the temple or Babylon and God can still bless. If you think God can only bless because you are in a certain place, then your God is too small. 
If you think God can only bless if you go to a certain college, then your God is too small. If you think God can only bless when you are in a spacious sanctuary, then your God is too small. There are those of us who can testify since March. Can I preach this? We have woke up every morning. God, our bills have still gotten paid. We haven't lost a step. No grass has grown beneath our feet. God is able. Despite a Babylon experience, God can still bless. Can I preach this word? And for those of us who are chocolate citizens of this country, we know something about the experience of Babylon. Who says that God can only bless when things are going well? Who says that God can only bless when things are favorable and pleasant? God can bless anyhow. Since 1619, our mothers and fathers drawn to this country have experienced the, the blessings of God anyhow. Who would have predicted a Barack Hussein Obama would become the president of these United States? I said God can bless you in Babylon. Your grandmothers and grandfathers never imagined you would be doing some of what you are doing right now. God can bless in the midst of Babylon. Your children, our children are going to go farther than we have ever been. God can bless in Babylon. You are doing some things that your guidance counselor in elementary school, in middle school or high school said you would never do. Own houses you thought you would never own. Driving cars you thought you would never own. Running businesses and corporations you never thought you would own and run. Because God can bless in Babylon. Despite unfavorable circumstances, despite your situation, despite what's going on, I'm here to tell you God can bless in Babylon. And as the people of God, we ought not put God in a small box and declare that God is unable to bless because of the circumstance or situation we are in. Regardless of the circumstance, our location, our situation, God can bless and it takes you and I believing in the ability of God to bless even though we are in Babylon. Babylon. God can bless anyhow. How do you experience the blessings of God when you are in Babylon? We experience the blessings of God when we are in Babylon, watch chapel, when you and I learn to ignore false prophets. In order to appreciate the genius of what I just said, you got to read Jeremiah 28. There was a prophet by the name of Hananiah who was a false prophet not sent by God who declared that though the people were in Babylon, their stay in Babylon would be short term. Jeremiah, a God sent consecrated anointed prophet, does not preach a message of cotton candy, Snickers, 
fried chicken, Fanta grape, y'all ain't talking to me, but preaches the unadulterated truth of the word of God that will set the people free. Hananiah tells the people of God, you're not going to be here long. God is going to come. God is going to bring us back within a year. And if you read Jeremiah 28, God Almighty uh rebukes Hananiah and tells him no it ain't going to be a year it's going to be 70 years and as a matter of fact Hananiah you are not going to live to see my promise and if we're going to experience the blessings of God in Babylon help me preach this watch chapel we have to discern who to ignore and who to listen to false prophets will deceive us if we listen to false prophets, help me preach this watch chapel, we'll be bamboozled, led astray, run amok, deceived, and believe that there's such thing as a bridge in Brooklyn for sale. If we believe false prophets, can I preach this word on Sunday morning? If we believe false prophets, we'll believe this virus is a hoax. If we believe false prophets, we'll believe it's just like the flu and it'll pass when the fall gets here. If we believe false prophets, we'll believe that if you get sick, it's a sign you don't have faith in God. If we believe false prophets, all you got to do is name it and claim it. Call it and haul it and you will have it and it'll come your way. If you believe false prophets, you'll believe that if you're saved, you won't go through difficult days and dark times. If you believe false prophets, you'll believe that your salvation is connected to your political affiliation. If you believe false prophets, you'll believe you ought to just vote for one particular issue as if they ain't more than one issue that impacts people in these United States of America. If you and I believe false prophets, we'll be led astray. But in order to be blessed by Almighty God, help me preach this. You and I got to learn to ignore false prophets. Three-fifths of a person ignore that. White ice is colder than black ice. Ignore that. You ain't college material. Ignore that. You'll never have a future without me. Ignore that. There's somebody here right now who can testify you are blessed in a way you never thought you would be blessed. Because there's some stuff you learn to ignore along the journey. I wish I could holler the way I wanted to holler on this Sunday morning. You learn to ignore some stuff. You don't have to cuss. You don't have to fuss. You don't have to fight. Just ignore some stuff. Dust your shoulder off and trust God to bless you in Babylon. Blessed in Babylon. Because they ignore false prophets. Can't stop right there. Blessed in Babylon because they are willing to involve themselves in Babylon. Not just ignoring false prophets, but look at what Jeremiah says on behalf of God. Buy houses. Plant gardens. Marry. 
Get your children to marry and procreate. Increase, don't decrease. Eat the produce of the gardens you have planted. In other words, if you want to be blessed in Babylon, we got to become involved and invested in Babylon. If you're going to build a house, you're paying taxes on the house. Therefore, there should be representation of people that look like you among people who are making decisions in Babylon. If you're going to be blessed in Babylon, we can't sit on the sidelines and act like we don't matter and we don't contribute to the welfare and prosperity of Babylon. We got to be involved in Babylon. Watch chapel. Amen. Babylon ain't perfect, but we built Babylon. Our mothers and fathers built Babylon. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Yes, amen. It's been unfavorable. It is unenviable. But we built these United States. I mean, we built Babylon. Amen. Somebody hears what I'm saying on this Sunday morning. So we ought to be involved in every decision, be it local, be it state, be it national. Vote participate in the process you pay taxes fill out your census form understand what's taking place in wake county understand what's going on in your local municipality make sure there are no shenanigans no funny business vote for people involve yourself in the process so babylon is blessed and you and i will be blessed in babylon our presence, our involvement in Babylon ought to make a difference in Babylon. Y'all ain't talking to me. Let me make my way to the New Testament. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. Somebody ought to help me in here. We in Babylon, but while we're in Babylon, our presence ought to make a difference. Oh, let me see if I can make it plain for somebody in here. This ain't the deepest illustration, but it makes sense. Whenever you and I make our way into a dark room, amen, somebody. Praise God for electricity. We ought to turn on the light. And when you turn on the light, despite how dark it is, amen, the light will overtake the darkness. That's what the people of God ought to be in Babylon. Babylon is dark, but whenever God's people show up, we ought to turn on the light. We are a city set on a hill. Don't let anything dim your light. Don't sit on the sideline saying my vote doesn't matter. What a sin and a shame that smart, intelligent, thinking black folk in 2020 are still believing the lie that your vote doesn't matter. Let me make this plain for somebody. If your vote didn't matter, they wouldn't try to suppress your vote. If your vote didn't matter, they wouldn't try to deny your vote. If your vote didn't matter, there wouldn't be shenanigans right now trying to steal, kill, and destroy. Be involved in Babylon. I'm going to my seat. Let me run across the field. I got to close right now. You and I can be blessed in Babylon when we ignore false prophets. We can be blessed in Babylon when we are involved in Babylon. But we can be blessed in Babylon when we intercede for Babylon. I'm in the text watch chapel. Amen. 
This ain't eisegetical. I've dug deep into the text. Amen. Notice what Jeremiah says. God tells the people of God, I want you to pray for Babylon. And as Babylon prospers, you will prosper. There's some of us, amen, somebody. We've been there in life. We only want to pray for folk that we like. We only want to pray for people that like us. We only want to pray for people that smile at us. But that's a small pygmy spirituality. You can't just pray for Jerusalem. You got to pray for Babylon as well. If you live in Babylon, you ought to pray for the place where you live. Don't, don't pray for the folk that smile at you. Pray for the folk that mean mug you. Don't pray for the folk that are generous and kind. Pray for the folk that are mean and stingy. Just don't pray for the folk that are kind to you. Pray for the folk that are mean to you. Anybody can pray for folk that are good to you. But it takes a sure enough soldier of the cross to pray for folk in Babylon. And I've discovered when you pray not just for Jerusalem, but when you pray for Babylon, God is working something on the inside of you. So as you pray for Babylon, Babylon will prosper, but you'll prosper as well. Come here, Job. Job had three friends that hated on him for 40 chapters. There must be some sin in your life. You've done something wrong. And for 40 chapters, Job didn't pray for them. But in Job 42, Job prayed for his enemies. And the Bible says that when Job prayed for them, God restored his fortunes twofold. Let me help somebody right now. I can't stop with Job because on a hill called Calvary on an old rugged cross the emblem of suffering and shame where they hung him high and stretched him wide. Jesus prayed for those that hung him high and stretched him wide and said Father forgive them they don't know what they're doing. He died on Friday on Saturday but that ain't the end of the story because he prayed God resurrected him on Sunday morning I dare you to pray for Babylon when you pray for Babylon the breakthrough is coming when you pray for Babylon your promotion is coming when you pray for Babylon you can see differently when you pray for Babylon your healing is coming just don't pray for your friends pray for Babylon that's where your blessing is. That's when your breakthrough comes. That's when the miracle shows up. Keep on praying. Keep on interceding. Keep on believing. And God will bless us. In Babylon. Ignore false prophets. Involve yourself in the political process. You mean to tell me you're going to pay taxes and you're not going to vote? Fooey, fooey, fooey. Our mothers and fathers, John Lewis cracked 
cracked his doggone skull. My vote don't make a difference. You got a degree from Central. You got a degree from Howard. You got a degree from Hampton. You got a degree from State Carolina. You talking about you ain't going to vote. You a thinking, intelligent, black man, black woman, and you ain't going to vote? Some of us shouldn't just vote. You should be running for office. You should be on the city council. You should be a poll worker at least. You got the leadership, ingenuity, the skills, the articulation, the know-how. Why not you? Go on, talk, Harry. Intercede for Babylon. I ain't praying for America. I'm moving to Africa. You ain't been to Africa. You ain't. I ain't moving no doggone way. I ain't moving. I'm going to be blessed in Babylon. I'm going to be right here. I was born here. My parents were born here. I wish I could say what I wanted to say. There's somebody right now, my sister, my brother, you're not saved. You don't have a church home. If you're not saved, we invite you to accept Jesus as your Savior and Lord. If you're saved but don't have a church home, my brother, my sister, we invite you to unite with Watch Chapel on this, the, 10th, the 11th day of October 2020. God can bless you regardless of where you are. Some of us put God in a box. God can only work in my life if I'm in the District of Columbia. I got to be in a big city. I, I need a cheesecake factory. I need this. I need a Papa Do's. I need. God may use you to bring the cheesecake factory. He may use you to be the visionary. God can bless you wherever you are. Chicken Switch, Arkansas. Tell God what God can't do. We're about to close out. Watch out, but we'll see you on Wednesday night. Let's get at least a, let's get at least fifteen hundred people. Fifteen hundred sisters, at least a hundred on Tuesday. You don't have to be a member. Of Watch Chapel to tune in. Amen. For the launch, let's get at least a hundred and twenty saints at Watch Chapel for the launch. One week. Early voting starts on Thursday. Amen. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. God's people said amen. 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 All right. Let's, let's praise God for all the blessings he's bestowed upon us. Come on, put your hands together.